Hear ye, hear ye, all gather to hear Master Joe. From this point forward, we are going to call them Bridgewaters. You know what we oh, call 20 it. years around here? We call it two Grudens. Nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. Yeah. They won the game they needed to win. Greg Williams should never step foot in an NFL locker room. You good? You got it all up? Grow and grow and grow it. It's reps and reps and reps. Aha, aha, aha. Just throw and throw and throw and throw. Terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And we don't recognize boundaries in 2020. That has to make you happy as a Buffalo fan. I'm all, leave me alone. Because he's not a quarterback, so does those still count as QB hits? This is the best. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with the Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Come check us out on the Facebook page, the Facebook group, uh, the Ringer NFL group, where, again, I, Joe McDonald, am posting polls, asking questions, and being berated for my opinions. Uh, one of the people who likes to berate me is the person on the other end of the line, as he always is, Mr. Sean Lawler. How are you doing tonight, Sean? Oh, you know, playing, to, playing hurt here. My back isn't doing so well, so I'm sitting on the floor while we record, and I've got the Habs Vegas game on in the background here. Oh, man. That is, like, that's the most Canadian sentence I think ever spoken. I'm sitting on the floor, and I'm watching a hockey game. That That is as Canadian as it gets. My while mind. recording a pod, how modern While is recording you? a pod, how modern of you, yes. Uh, Sean... We talk so much about the NFL, and guess what? We're going to do it again tonight because even though it's the offseason and we missed the Tuesday show, I'm kind of glad we held off because we got a, got a culmination of about a week's worth of news. And, man, was there news. Uh, some highs, some lows, some, uh, some of the nuts and bolts and kind of extracurricular stuff going on with the league now and in the future. Let's get right into it. Uh, the first bit of news, uh, we didn't record Tuesday or else this obviously would have been the lead story. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but uh, Carl Nassib, the defensive end, outside linebacker, currently of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, had an Instagram video where he came out as gay. He's the first openly gay player in the NFL. Uh, he has been uh, showered with support ever from everybody to the commissioner, to his team, to players around the league, to ex-players. Uh, obviously, we know that's not Everybody, uh, there's going to be people who don't like it or have a problem and all of that sort. Probably Cole Beasley, in all honesty. But uh, that's, I'm sorry, that was I a can't, shot. I, I can't didn't, even defend him. I, I, that's a shot. I shouldn't have done that to you. That's mean. He's, um, he's just like kicking me while I'm down. <laughs> you know, no, I have no defense for that. I know. Uh, but really, uh, he donated $100,000 of his own money to Trevor Project, which is to help suicide prevention in young people. Uh, it was matched by the league, which was really cool. Sean, people have their own opinions when it comes to stuff like this, but it, it has to be talked about because it, it is a watershed moment uh, for the league. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw this? I I thought it was great. Um, when you first mentioned it, I thought it was the I thought it wasn't a player in the NFL because you didn't say Carl or you said Carl Nassib, but I was thinking of his brother Ryan. That mm -hmm. played at Syracuse, I'd totally forgotten about Carl, and I thought we were talking about a free agent quarterback, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But then when you say it's a somebody that's actually on a roster playing, mm -hmm. then it kind of changes the whole narrative, and it makes it a lot more important because Michael Sam was basically the first oh. gay person to be drafted, I guess would be his title. Openly gay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. openly gay person to be drafted. So then this is mm – -hmm. 
and but he didn't really make a roster or anything. So this is the mm-hmm. first openly gay one on a roster. Yeah, uh, he was a third round pick when he came out. I believe he was a walk on at Penn State. Uh, and then, you know, ended up being a good player. I think uh, somebody mentioned he has 20 career NFL sacks, which is good as a as a part time, you know, outside rusher and stuff. Again, he's a rotational guy. I think he was drafted by Tampa. He also had a stop in Cleveland. And like I said, is now with the Raiders. Excuse me, you're right. Um, his brother did. He was the backup quarterback for Eli Manning at the Giants before Daniel Jones was drafted. Again, like it's a it's a huge story. Um Kind of surprising some of the older players that were talking so openly. Uh, Warren Moon was somebody who uh, spoke that he played with several gay players, but none of them were able to come out and said, you know, good for him. Good, you know, and all, which I mean, that's it. more than anything. I want every player to you know feel comfortable with themselves and have the support system, whether it's financial or emotional or whatever it is that they're going through. And again, like we don't have to harp on it, but like good for this young man and uh, as is want to do, it, he became the best-selling jersey on Fanatics in the NFL shop because, you know, and it's not diminishing it, but like Tim Tebow got signed by the Jaguars, he became number one. So when people see things or causes they like, it, it can lead to more awareness. So um, very stark uh, jersey contrasts there. Uh, yes, yes, and I I can't imagine the cross section of people who bought both a Tim Tebow jersey and a. Uh, Right. And they, uh, I'll tell you, they're not open about that cross section, though. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, moving on to some a little bit more unfortunate news. Uh, Frank Clark, the again, pass rusher, a different team, though, the Kansas City Chiefs got in trouble after being pulled over, and cops saw or suspected and then saw that he had a semi automatic Uzi sticking out of a bag sitting on his front seat. Uh, Frank Clark also got busted. I believe it was back in March for possession of firearms also. And maybe it was 2014. Maybe it was a little bit after that was accused of domestic violence. So Frank Clark, everybody, uh, he's, he's had a checkered past. Um, Sean, what did you think of it? And the question I want to pose to you is, do you think that there's enough here that with Frank Clark's history that you could see like a one game suspension from the league? There probably has to be something because this is kind of, you know, you named off a couple other things that have happened since then, thus rendering carrying a gun most likely illegal, assuming mm-hmm. what state he's in. It's not been a good off season for Kansas City. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you, know, you lose the Super Bowl and then a myriad of things have happened since. So, I, you know, suspensions pro- are probably going to happen and we'll mm-hmm. learn nothing from this and we'll be talking about something like this next year, potentially again about Frank Clark. Yeah, it just seems that some guys just don't learn and Frank Clark, I'm not sure if he's uh, learning whatever lesson is trying to be taught to him. Uh, let's move on to some news that happened today. The Pittsburgh Steelers are... Uh, I don't know what Pittsburgh's doing. Uh, they released six time. <laughs> yeah, right. Even worse. Uh, they released six time Pro Bowl guard and two time All Pro uh, guard David DeCastro. Uh, it saved them about $8.75 million on the cap. They turned right around Sean and spent that money on guard Trey Turner, who is a two time Pro Bowler himself. Uh, DeCastro coming off an injury plague season last year. He, in his statement, he said he's currently weighing his options over what to do so it seems that he's possibly thinking about retirement 
Um, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but when I read a statement like that, it's either retirement or try and go somewhere else. Yeah, no, I'd, I would say probably retirement. Um, you know, eight good years mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, hard so, years too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're blocking for Big Ben who decides to hold on to the ball a little too long. He's got mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook syndrome but can handle the hits. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's interesting because and I uh, the name is escaping me right now, so I apologize. But basically, Pittsburgh is going to come back with one returning offensive lineman from last year, and he will not even play the position uh, that he started last year. And I believe that's their left tackle. So it, it's I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. I mean, we're we're going to get into some offseason shows where we talk about kind of expectations for teams. Pittsburgh could be bad. I mean, the defense is really good (laughs) and they've lost some pieces, but man, that offense might just be bad. They know Uh, they don't play in the NFC East, right? Like you can't uh, have a really bad offense and a really good defense and win the division. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man, but they took a first round running back and they don't seem to have enough offensive linemen who actually know how to play NFL line to block. So, uh, I don't like fantasy, but Najee Harris, don't pick him up early. Uh, (laughs) That's all all I can say. Um, I wanted to throw this out there real quick. We're going to get into kind of the nuts and bolts stuff after this, but Sean, I want to surprise you with this one. I didn't talk about it pre-show. Apparently Friday night, Tom Brady is going to be on the shop and on the shop, there's a teaser going out where during his free agency period, where he was trying to decide what team he was going to go to that one of the teams that he apparently was interested in, wasn't interested at the end. And Tom basically said to himself or, you know, people around him, like you're going with that motherfucker as in who their starting quarterback was. And they were passing up on Tom Brady. Now there's been a lot of talk, obviously on social media, talking head shows, what team was that? Who was he referring to? Um, Some of the teams that apparently were interested in Brady were the San Francisco 49ers, the Miami Dolphins, obviously Tampa Bay was, the Chicago Bears. Um, there was a couple of maybe were the Rams. Uh, some people think the Rams were, but they, they're not sold. Again, nobody knows the full list. Like this isn't a Russell Wilson situation where his agent put out the list, but people kind of connected the dots. Yeah. So we can put the Rams in there. So Sean, I want to ask you this. What team was he talking about and who was the quarterback? That's a good question because you can see you can basically see it on every literally every team. Like I'd say he would say that about Green Bay, about Aaron Rodgers or Russell mm. Westbrook. Like cuz Tom Brady, I feel Russell like Russell Wilson. Some, or sorry, yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson. So <laughs> but like I think Tom Brady has that kind of like I'm the best ever mm-hmm. no one can touch me like he'd probably talk that way about joe montana at this point i feel like uh, the- <laughs> joe joe's his guy i i i i get your point but joe's his guy yeah yeah so it, it like i think la la is good obviously the san francisco garoppolo is juicy is he actually gonna name it like it did he actually name it no, or is it will it no, always be conjecture no matter I, what I, I think it'll always be conjecture he's not okay, gonna name so- it um, so it's the, like not like we're, I'm saying something that could be proven wrong. I, I I mean maybe 
but I think yeah. it'd be pretty ballsy to name it because whoever it is is still a starting quarterback or a quarterback in the league. Because yeah, the I teams, feel like it's Garoppolo. Um, do you think he calls him a motherfucker though? They just came off the Super Bowl. Remember when he went to Tampa after last year? San Francisco was coming off a Super Bowl loss. It's not like it was an injury plague Jimmy G season. And they're they're. I mean, he disagreed with him at the end. But I mean, they were close. But honestly, the way it's talked about how it was mm-hmm. handled in New England, and that's Belichick's guy is Garoppolo. I could totally mm-hmm. see him calling Garoppolo a mother. Like, okay, he was probably like that defense carried them, and the running backs like mm-hmm. he he passed it like single digit times in one of the games. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's not done the that N- since maybe Pee Wee. <laughs> the NFC Championship game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I Mike Lombardi on his podcast on, on GM Shuffle, he said that he thought the answer was Miami because they went with Fitzpatrick, which absolutely makes sense because he knows Flores. They had a bunch of cap space. They signed some veterans like Kyle Van Noy. Now they ended up cutting a lot of those guys that we talked about, but they did invest. So Miami might be a situation. Plus, it gives them a chance to uh, stick it to New England. Was that um, before the, the draft? He signed before the draft, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that would make sense. Like, But I mm-hmm. can see him not understanding that they're probably thinking about drafting two or somebody. I think he could care less what they were thinking about no, drafting. obviously. So, like, <laughs> but, like, I could definitely yeah. see them not yeah. wanting them sticking, saying they're going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick because. Definitely. You um, could go, Tom Brady's too expensive. That's the thing. Yeah. The two, the two that weren't brought up, and I, I tend to agree with Lombardi. Miami makes a lot of sense. The two that weren't brought up, I think, number one was Carolina. I think Carolina would have been interesting because they had some nice offensive pieces. Uh, again, he, Lombardi thinks that Tom wanted to stay on the East Coast. You have an, a young play caller in Matt Rule. But again, they were still missing some stuff. So I'm not sure that that's a, a good answer. These are, are just sure my suggestions. The, uh Washington football team. That was my other suggestion. It would have been over um, Dwayne Haskins because remember going into last oh, yeah, season, yeah. we didn't know yeah. Alex Smith was going to, we didn't know yeah, Alex, Alex Smith, Smith was, gonna... was on the bench. He was like, a, yeah, uh, this is how we get some time on TV. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, to me, those would have made sense. I absolutely could have seen Washington being one of those teams because again, with that young defense, you're in a weak division. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin had a pretty good rookie season. So you think he's going to get better. You know, there's pieces around again. I'm not sure he wants to go play for Snyder. Uh, I'm also yeah. not. Sh- well, he probably respects Ron Rivera. He's, he's probably dealt with coach Rivera. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not, again, those are my suggestions. I think Lombardi might have a, 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 you know, a decent angle in. So yeah, probably Miami. But, yeah, Carolina and Washington were the two kind of ones that nobody talked about in all this. It was, like you said, it was Jared Goff in L.A. It was Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami. It's like, okay, those make sense. Well, couldn't it have been Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina? Couldn't it have been Dwayne Haskins in Washington? Like, why not those guys? (laughs) Yeah, because if you look at it with Tampa Bay, I I hate that we keep going on about Tom Brady, but with Tampa Bay – they basically were like, here's the keys to the ship, like take us to the promised land. And mm-hmm. Carolina absolutely would have done that because they have a newer owner who, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably like, oh yeah, Tom Brady's got how many rings? I want a piece of that action. Yep. 
Absolutely. And just so you know, you keep making comments like that, and Brandy is no longer going to be on Team Sean, just so you know. Uh, so, see, there you go. I stuck up for him. No, I, do, I wanted to drop that on you because I thought it was just a fun little piece. But I, I'm going to – I don't want to piggyback off Lombardi. I, I'm going to say Washington. That just seems like a team that Tom could look at and say, you know what? I could do it. I could do it. And he would absolutely call Dwayne Haskins a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, who's that kid? Who cares? Oh, he's like, Ohio State. Don't, well, you know what? That's a great angle. I never thought of that, Sean. You're right. Tom Brady being the Michigan man, he might have just dropped the motherfucker just because the kid went to Ohio State. That's a great point. Good catch by you. Can't believe I missed that. That's what I do. Uh, That's what I do. Drop nuggets sometimes. Oh, God. You are going to drop a nugget. Uh, all right. So, Sean, there's a lot of stuff that's come out in the last week from the league. Um, one of the things being that apparently started <laughs> open up the, the pocketbooks and the checkbooks because <laughs> teams can start. Uh, this is a report, I believe, from Ian Rappaport that in starting in 2023, teams can start bidding for the NFL Combine, which has been in Indianapolis for the last 35 years, and also the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, and the draft. Is that like what I'm all hearing? All in one year? Well, I don't know if it's all in one year. I don't think so because the combine usually happens in what March, late February, early yeah. March. Yeah. Unless you have, yeah. unless you have indoor facilities, yeah, it's going to be tough for certain ones. The two that have been reported that came to mind were Dallas because Jerry yeah. has the complex, and San Francisco. Yeah, so, that's in uh, Santa Clara now, right? Or Santa Cruz. Yeah, that, Santa, no, Santa Clara. It'll Santa, it'll be Santa Clara, yeah. yeah, it'll be in the new yeah area and all that. Um, so, Sean, what do you think of this? Again, people know that these experiences are becoming more interactive. I think the Jerry World experience. It wouldn't be in Jerry World. It would be like at their complex. I think yeah. they said it could seat like twelve thousand people. So literally, you could pack the stadium to watch kids run in their underwear. So. Yeah, because that's the one that they do, like, some of the high school stuff in. Like, I think a mm -hmm. high school team plays out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, like, it's uh, – the first year is going to Dallas. Like, let's just – we're now playing for second. <laughs> can because, we report that? Can, we, can Out of Bounds report it? <laughs> well, like, Jerry basically said, okay, what's the highest bidder? Here's okay. an extra, like, few million. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, like, he's the, he's the guy that raises the top bid, like, a dollar every time. <laughs> yeah, it's the Dwight Schrute – 1,000 and one penny. Like, it's just whatever it takes. Just give me one yeah. one step more. Yeah, he's definitely gave it the first year. Um, and especially because it's been up in the north, like up in the northern Midwest. So mm -hmm. he's, like, everybody in Texas is ridiculous about football. So mm -hmm. obviously it's, they're going to want all of that there. They've yep. had the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was nuts. So... Yeah, why, why not? Everything else. Absolutely. And like I said, San Francisco has been talked about. I mean, any of those. I guess my bigger question would be, I mean, the Combine, fine. Like, that's okay. I see what's going to happen. The Super Bowls, because, I mean, right now they're on a fairly regular rotation. You know, they're in dome stadiums. We've seen that. We did see one outdoor Super Bowl. But if a team like New England, if a team like Pittsburgh you know, wants to try bidding on a Super Bowl. I mean, this is the chance, right? We could start seeing some outdoor Super Bowls, or yeah. are they just going to rig it so that they don't have bad weather Super well, Bowls? Well, like, it's, like I could definitely see Green Bay getting it with, well, 
I don't know. Do they have the boxes? That. That's the thing because it's all about the luxury suites. So you need those newer state because they have the field. They can get the field clean. You've seen how clean a field can get when they're like it's twenty-two degrees Fahrenheit outside. I don't want to. I don't want to talk snow. about. Yeah. So <laughs> I can yeah. definitely see like they could get it, but I don't know if they have the actual stadium with the boxes for it. Yeah, I mean that's a it'll definitely be LA for sure, the new stadium. Mm-hmm. Like Vegas for sure, I think, or did they just get it? I think they may have just gotten it, but yeah, they'll they'll obviously in the future they'll they'll be a team yeah. that's in the rotation. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would like to see a team like Pittsburgh or a team like New England get it. You know, make teams play this again. I'm not gonna go like on this big spiel, but like I've talked about my hatred of like just the perfect dome conditions and all this stuff. It's like, that's not how football is played. Like if you have a team like, you know, that, that Denver defense or whatever, and a team that just plays outdoors and they have to adjust to the elements. And that's part of why they're so good. Why do you hamstring them when it comes to playing a Super Bowl in a, for the most part, I think we can agree the Super Bowls have either been in domes or fairly nice weather. There are exceptions, but you're you're almost negating that it's like it's like being a pass rusher in the pro bowl it's like what the hell am i going to do here like you're, you're not even allowing me to like play the game that i play so why am i here and yeah, if the nfl is the kid that plays madden and puts the settings on like sunny noon no 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 wind or anything yeah. <laughs> and it's right? like you suck exactly so i i i would be interested to see what teams try and bid early in the process and if any of those Northern teams, cause that's basically what they are. The Northern teams would be willing to get it. The one thing I worry about with green Bay is in the bidding process, not having an owner, how much money are they willing to put up? Uh, because I, I definitely I, see it. It'll be, be, well, that'll be hard because it all depends on the ratio of season ticket holders to like, do they have more season ticket holders than most teams do? Mm-hmm. Because I, then, I think they do. Yeah. Because then you're getting into the, those tickets and stuff like that mm-hmm. for the game. So, yeah, but I could exactly see like right with the no owner thing there. Yeah, I could see like Dan Snyder. I mean, as oh, much yeah, of a jerk definitely. as he is, but like, wouldn't Dan Snyder just be like, yeah, it's nothing for me to bid $20 million to get the Super Bowl, or, or I don't even know what the prices will be, but yeah. like just some stupid amount to make sure that it gets played in his stadium. Let's you know what I mean? People forget so. I'm a racist. <laughs> How much money will that cost? Uh, $100 billion. <laughs> um, all right. The next thing on the itinerary, Sean, is the NFL is allowing teams to possibly be a little bit more colorful starting in 2022 with they're going to allow teams to wear a second helmet during certain games, basically meaning that old style logos can come back with the color rush jerseys, with the throwback jerseys. Uh, if you're not aware of that, if you're young like Sean or like a, a few people on the pod and don't know anything, go look at some of the old helmets like uh, Pat the Patriot on the Patriots. They actually have the Buccaneer on you know Tampa Bay's helmets, things of that sort. So starting in 2022, they're going to allow the teams – to wear a secondary helmet. Sean, does this excite you at all? As a fan of fashion, what do you think? First of all, how dare you? Pat the Patriot was my team's logo, or my high school's logo. We were the Pearson Patriots, mm-hmm. and we had the old school Pat the Patriot as our logo. 
That's you fantastic, know, I, by the I way. I forgot the creamsicle buccaneers. Like mm-hmm. the creamsicle jerseys are great. I didn't know this was a thing. Like I in Madden, I switch up the jerseys all the time. I'm like crazy with them. I didn't know that I was like destroying NFL brains and rules <laughs> in the process. Like they are the most fake progressive company out there. Like to be mm-hmm. this stringent about jerseys, like, oh, you could have a second helmet now. It's like Oregon is like, what are you talking about, <laughs> sir? <laughs> oh, like, wait a minute, you guys only have two helmets? We've got nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we change them during games, like Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I just thought this was interesting, because like you said, when you have a team like Tampa Bay that has those old-style creamsicle jerseys and things of that sort, it would be neat to see them with the old-style helmets, too. Uh, I do wonder how much notice they'll need, just because as, as stringent as the NFL has gotten, with uh, player safety with the helmets, they're going to have to put those designs on and things of that sort. So if there's like a, a timeline for all that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They, well, they can make it work. I think they make enough money to. Oh, I'm sure. I can get it done. I'm sure. Uh, speaking, speaking of deadlines, Sean, that's a great segue right there. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. Uh, (laughs) The NFL and the league have set forth guidelines for possible opt-outs this season. As we know, last year, uh, some players opted out due to COVID. COVID, in some regards, is still going on in this country. So, uh, you know, players have a right to think what they want, you know, when it comes to whether they want to opt in or not. But they did set the guideline that if you were not under contract before October 1st of 2020, that you cannot opt out for the season, basically. Uh, Incoming rookies, if you are a quote-unquote high-risk player, which there are certain players, I'm sure. uh, Who was the linebacker? Is it uh, a core? uh, Oh, Oh, uh, Koromoa. Yeah. That went to Cleveland. He had the heart issue that we didn't know about. So, like, if yeah. somebody like him wanted to opt out, the NFL, I'm sure, would allow him. But the team still holds your rights. That's something that they set forth because, you know, obviously any loophole that is there is is something to worry about. Um, Sean, what did you think of this? What do you think of it? Uh, anything to add to it? Um, so if you didn't sign a contract before October tw- 30th 2020 you can't opt out i think what there's next year well i think what they're saying is like if you're a free agent now oh, okay yeah. and you sign a deal you can't yeah, opt you out can't of the season that, yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah. so i think that's what they're trying to to prevent and also another thing set forth is opt-outs are final uh yeah. you and i talked about beforehand like if if i'm i'm just gonna throw a player out there i'm looking at my free agent list from the off season. Um, let's say Kevin Zeitler, the guard that signed in Baltimore, if he decided that he wanted, you know, July 1st, Hey, for the health and safety of my family, I'm going to opt out this season. He can't go July 2nd and say, you know what? I changed my mind. Like as soon as you tell them you're out, you are out for the season. So they are making sure that there's no loopholes where guys can, you know, okay, well this, okay, that, and things of that sort. So yeah, if there was any player signed during the season last year after that October 30th, that that sucks for like I think that rule shouldn't be in place. Like if they but they'd probably only sign a contract for the year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, and I think it has something to do. Yeah. I think it has something to do with the vested year. You have to play so okay, many games, yeah. and I'm guessing after. Um, I'm a guess. I'm guessing after that Almost deadline, like the games couldn't three fit in. Three quarters of a season. Yeah, whatever it was. Time, I yeah. think you have to play eight or nine games or something like that. So, again, just another thing. Just wanted to bring it up. Really nuts and bolts stuff. Sean, did we have anything else? Uh, Cole Caulfield just scored for the Habs to make it two one. Um, that's that's also oh. what we got going on. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about hockey, Sean. by a player age 21 and under, a new franchise Nobody playoff cares record for about the hockey, Sean. What are you doing? Look at this. This podcast is out we're of control. Going, we're going to the cup. We're getting we the are best not trophy going to in the sports. Cup. Okay. This is not a very long pod, but I do want to talk about this real quick. You and I have not talked about it. I did talk about it in a green room that used to be locker room. Uh, Brandy and a good friend of ours, TD, was in there. Lamar Jackson right now is apparently trying to work out an extension with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, looking at maybe north of $40 million a year. He is not using an agent. Well, actually, that's not true. The agent is his mother. Uh, If you remember coming into the draft, his mother was his agent. Some people were critical of that, saying if you wanted to be taken seriously, you needed to be signed with an agency or have an agent, a lawyer, you know, something like that. Uh, as we know, he signed, you know, standard rookie deal. Those are pretty easy. So in that regard, it's not like she was doing a ton of legwork that, I mean, I'm sure she studied up and had somebody help her, but, you know, rookies are slotted for salary basically. And he was the end of the first round. So he got a lot what the other players got. Now we're getting into tricky territory. And Sean, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Cause again, referencing Mike Lombardi, he talked about, um, that this is a really tricky situation, not only for for the mother, but for the team. Because if the team were to put something in there that could be construed as double talk or manipulative, and she didn't catch it, then all of a sudden the Ravens look like a bunch of bad guys and that they took advantage of this woman. But in their defense, if she didn't bring a lawyer in, if she just decided to do this on her own, isn't it buyer beware? I mean, what do you think of this whole situation? I, I think it's fine. Um, she's probably getting outside counsel. She's probably not just employing a straight agent because I think I think this is a great move. I think the whole agent NFL thing is there's a lot of backwards stuff happening where agents are doing things for their own sake instead of the player's own sake. Like you look at a a movie like Jerry Maguire, which was kind of ahead of its time in regards to how they showed the way agents think about players and different things like that. So I'm totally fine when players do this. I have no doubt she's getting help outside. She's not just trying to figure it all out herself. If she is and she can do that, that's fine. I'm not going to blame the Baltimore Ravens if something doublespeak comes out like or anything like that because, you know, they do have the chance to review this. Mm-hmm. So that that's their prerogative. It's their choice. I, I think they're just keeping as much money to themselves as they can. Mm. And I'm that's, totally fine with that. No, that that's fair enough. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm just gonna say the money is a little like right mm-hmm. now. I can I I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself with that kind of contract, but he is an MVP. So yeah. And, and, you can't and, really blame and, him. No, you can't. Uh 
again, it, it's it's really tough because they should be able to, to make whatever decisions they want. But if you do not take outside counsel or if you do not take the advice of a lawyer, it is kind of one of those like, well, okay, what happens, happens. My question to you is this. Baltimore is in this position right now. Let's say that, that you know, they've offered to have a lawyer at the meetings just as a, you know, to, for her safety, you know, things of this sort. And she just says, no, I want to be, you know, it's, it's me deal with no, me. She probably that's has it. a lawyer. She just doesn't oh, have a sports agent. No, that's no, that's, thing. that's fine. But should Baltimore try and get everything they can out of this contract with clauses, with language that might be harder to understand for somebody who's not a trained agent? Because I mean, again, it, it it sounds mean. I'm not saying like, okay, if he doesn't throw 40 touchdowns, he doesn't get any money. But like, we know that there's clauses in contracts that you you put in. I mean, I've heard stories of like teams putting in clauses in contracts so the agents can pull them out. Like literally just putting in a clause so the agent can say, okay, no, we're not doing that. And so that's part of the negotiation. You're using up their vetoes. Exactly. For, so Yeah, purposely. I, I could definitely see them trying. I think they would have put these clauses in regardless of the agent or not because of okay. the Lamar Jackson situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's what they're going to do there. It's all about protecting their asset. I yeah. do believe, unfortunately, they will think they're, they will try and act like a shark in the water. Mm-hmm. basically about this unfortunately because people suck um, <laughs> so that's just yeah. what's gonna happen <laughs> no that makes a lot of sense like i said i i wanted to finish up on that because as i know you're playing you're not you're not playing you're watching hockey and, and i didn't come up with a big idea and uh i don't think you can focus for more than 45 seconds at a time so i didn't want to <laughs> you know rot your brain out but I did want to finish with the Lamar Jackson stuff just because we did talk about some of the nuts and bolts stuff going on with the league and guidelines and all this. But we saw Richard Sherman negotiate a contract with the 49ers by himself without an agent. Now we're seeing Lamar Jackson, a quarterback who is going to look for big time money, whether it's $40 million a year or not, it's going to be big time money. And he's having his mother negotiate. So like you said, is this kind of the new frontier of, I guess, player empowerment or, you know, honestly, I think it is because I feel like there is a lot of problems in the agent Mm -hmm. um, player situation, especially when it comes to players from backgrounds such as Lamar Jackson and players like that, where Mm -hmm. agents really aren't on their level. Why, why do you think LeBron James started an agency? Why do you think he started a production company? to yep. help make money for his friends, but also well, because to have control, <laughs> to have control and also to put it there for players that he knows he doesn't want seen taken advantage of by the sharks that are in that business, because every business has the sharks and you don't want oh, your Patriots to fall prey. So if you, if you take away enough business from the sharks, hopefully you'll starve them to death. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, that's it for tonight. Uh, a nice quick pod. We just want to get something out there again. There's, it, it is definitely the dead time of the NFL. A lot of people are hoping some trades happen or some, uh, you know, maybe some more rests or things of that sort, just <laughs> to keep the NFL news cycle going. Um, I do want to say one last thing, even though Sean is Canadian, I don't hold it against them all the time, but right now the U S Olympic trials are going on. They're almost over with the teams are almost set. We're one month away from the Olympics. 
Japan has set 10,000 people maximum at the stadiums. There are still concerns. Japan is still unsure whether or not they want the Olympics. Most people seem to not want it. But at this point, the horse is out of the barn. The eggs are in the basket. The train is on the tracks. It is like not stopping. in the village already. No, they're a month away. They'll, they'll be there soon. They'll be there soon. We're a month away. So uh, by the time some of you hear this, the Olympics will be going on. So, uh, again, just uh, support the Olympics. They're great. And hopefully everybody stays safe. Yeah. But I'm don't don't be so dismissive. If I have to put up with your hockey talk, you can put up with my Olympics talk, okay? Uh, and also, we have a crack committee uh, doing the stock prices for the NFL quarterbacks. We've settled on 40, maybe 41 if we include Nick Foles, uh, quarterbacks going into this season. We are already arguing over prices of stock, so you know we're doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll but, meet in the middle. We're the uh, uh, sure. I got a feeling I overvalued some guys. Um, yeah, I think you did. I, like, you were such a, like, all <laughs> Like, all right. you know, love the confidence of Josh Allen, but yeah. no thank you, sir. All place. right. Well, we'll, we'll see. All right. I'm Joe McDonald. That's Sean Lawler. We are the Out of Bounds Podcast. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Again, find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Um, go listen to Sean on an Angry White Dad podcast. And definitely go listen to him on Charity Stripe Commentary. Him and Marcus, apparently back from the dead. I didn't hear from him for months. Now, all of a sudden, he's the only guy on there uh, talking about the NBA playoffs. Uh, we just had the draft lottery, which I'm sure you guys, if you haven't discussed yet, will discuss. Yeah, that's coming out. We just that's... had a prospect uh, scout on that we interviewed yesterday. Oh, that's fantastic. Hopefully tonight or early tomorrow morning. Fantastic. And that's he's great. he's a Detroit Pistons fan, so he was extra happy. Oh, nice. Yeah, as I can imagine. Um, and don't forget to go check out our friends Brendan and Lewis and all of their cast of characters over on a Ginger's Tailgate podcast. Uh, Sean, you dipped in there for the last one to complain about sports. Uh, as if you don't get enough of it here, you had to go on there. Okay, let's see how it is. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you everybody for listening. Come check us out and everybody be safe. Take care. Sean, talk to you later, buddy. All right, later. Too bad, Joey. Turner and then Combine Digging. Or we just need the call, or we just need the call, drop the call, drop the call, or we just need the call. Do 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 do. My name is Joe. I dropped the call. My name is Joe. I dropped the call.
again. Guess who's back? Back okay. again. Yeah. Guess who's All right. back? So I'm not going to be able to read any notes because when I do, it kicks me out of the Zoom. So, uh, do you yeah. need me to pull up some stuff on the internet to read? No, no. I mean, I mean, whatever you want to to reference, but uh, it's basically just the links that I sent you in the in the out of bounds chat. Sure. So, fun stuff. Always fucking something, man. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound good. All right, let's get this shindig on the road. All right, ready to go.